Hello, Sweet Sila podcast listener. We have an exciting invitation for you. Plan to help us celebrate our 100th episode on April the 1st. Wow, 100 episodes, that is a lot. Would you, dear listener, lend us your voice for this special occasion? For those of you who will not be able to come in person to our party, you can send a short testimony with your name, where you're from, and why you enjoy this podcast. You could even record it and send it along. Please email written or audio to Sharon at SweetSela.org. For you, dear listeners who live near Rochester, New Hampshire, well then, come on over to the party on Saturday, April 1st. We will be at Word Radio from 10 to noon. Their studios and offices are at 120 Washington Street. In true party atmosphere with food, balloons, door prizes, and a drawing, please come. You can also record your testimony in the studio. We would love to see you there. Welcome to a podcast designed to bring biblical encouragement to your weary soul. We are so glad you're listening and we pray God blesses you and strengthens you in your walk with Him. The Sweet Sela Moments podcast is brought to you by the cooperative efforts of Sweet Sela Ministries and Word Radio. Sit back and enjoy. Welcome to the Sweet Sela Moments podcast. We are exploring what it means to live a fruit-filled life this season. We weren't created just to slog through our days. Nope. God created us on purpose for a purpose. He gives us the great blessing of being able to bear fruit in His kingdom. We've explored what it means to bear genuine fruit, and a whole lot of that is wrapped up in being filled with God's Spirit. So He can put into us the Christian character that enables us to not just survive, but thrive in this messy world. We looked at the beautiful fruit of love last week. No one will want to hear the good news of the gospel from us unless they first know they're loved. So much of what we convey to people isn't our words as much as our character, who we are. So today we're going to look at the fruit of joy. This is episode 99, Deep Down Joy. Sharon, I think I might know, but what gave you the idea for this title? Well, did you ever sing that Sunday school song, I've got the joy, 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 joy down yes, in my heart, I down in my that heart, <laughs> down in my heart to stay? Yes. That one? <laughs> it's such a fun song to sing. And the part that I was focused on when I chose this title was the down in my heart, deep down in my heart mm. part. <laughs> because joy, unlike being happy, is not always a surface thing. It's deep. Mm. And it can remain even when the circumstances of life would tell us we could not be joyful. Mm. I think we can be joyful even when we're not happy, in yes. other words, yeah. right? There's a deep downness to it. It's a very profound children's song. It is. It is. And I'm glad we learned it when we were young. I'm hoping to teach. I don't know if my kids know that one yet. Oh, I feel it's an important song. I know. They must. <laughs> if not, I'll teach it to them tonight. Yeah. <laughs> I've got a, I think there were hand signals to it, too. So, but I'm not sure. I can't remember. Donnie, my heart yeah. Tuesday. And I'm so happy. So, so very happy. happy. Yeah, okay. That's a great one. Yeah. <laughs> and guess what? It's joyful. It is. Yeah. yeah. It's so. a good one for today. <laughs> All right. So, well, we're going to talk and study out this Christian character trait called joy mm. by looking at some passages of scripture that talk about joy. Because it's, it's not what one might think. Mm. And I think by exploring the different passages I've chosen where God talks about joy, We'll, we'll get away from the notion that you have to be happy all the time. Yes. I've, I've talked about this before. Um, I remember seeing one particular choir come to Gordon College years mm. ago when I was in college. 
every single one of the 40 member choir smiled the whole time. Oh my goodness. It was really weird and a little freaky. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And they were all happy and everything was wonderful in their lives and Jesus made it perfect. And instead of me being drawn to -hmm. them, it was almost the opposite. I'm like, Oh wow, they are they're doing they're I don't I can't relate. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> so so joy does not mean a false pretense of everything's fine all the time. Right. We get to be sad. Yes. We get to say I'm struggling. Mm-hmm. We get to say life is hard for me mm-hmm. right now. That's all good. The Psalms are full of lament. Mm. We can lament. So I want to, as we talk about joy, get away from the notion, the notion, (laughs) let's get away from that notion that, that, um, that we have to act out something that isn't real. Yes. Does that make sense? Yes. It's not a fake Pollyanna face that Christians throw on. I have joy no matter what. It's a real deep, deep down, deep down joy. Exactly. That is always there, even in pain. So we're going to read all about all it. All right, now why? Go ahead. And you get to go first. So all right. You get the first verse. Go for it. Okay, so Nehemiah 8.10. And Nehemiah continued, Go and celebrate with a feast of rich foods and sweet drinks, and share gifts of food with people who have nothing prepared. This is a sacred day before our Lord. Don't be dejected and sad, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. Oh, one of my top 10 favorite verses for sure. (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. But there's something about this verse, you know, on those tough days to remember that God loves me no matter what, you know, and then saying this verse, the joy of the Lord is my strength. You know, it, it's what keeps me going that it's his joy as my strength, not my own. You mm-hmm. know, I, can, I can't tell you how many times I've been in my kitchen trying to do supper, trying to help a kid with homework, trying to break up a fight, trying to be kind of excited when Josh comes home and greet yes, him nicely. Yes. And I'm just like, I'm at my end. I'm starting to yell at the kids and I stop and go, God, I need your help. Help me. And I say that verse, the joy of the Lord is my strength. And I remember his love yeah. and it gives me the joy which then leads to the strength to deep breath. Okay, kiddo, five times five is 25. This is how you spell this. And now I'm stirring the supper that's almost burning. <laughs> but it helps me jump back into the, that, the chaos of that moment where I am not enough. I don't have any more strength. Yeah. But the joy of the Lord gives me that strength. Or you know what? Sometimes when my kids are fighting, I'll just burst out singing. I'll start singing a worship no song because they, they're just, and I'm like, you know what? How great thou art. Start singing and they kind of stop and look at me. I'm like, sorry, I just need to get a little bit of joy in there. <laughs> that is awesome. That is so fun. And it's the joy of the Lord yeah. that's our strength. So worship brings you back to joying in the Lord. Yes. And our strength me. comes from remembering who he is. Absolutely. And getting our faces and minds out of the pit that is the reality of this world sometimes. (laughs) So yeah. Oh, that's so cool. I love that. Well, mine is Psalm 1611. Mm -hmm. It says this, you will show me the way of life, granting me the joy of your presence and the pleasures of living with you forever. I just love the thought of the joy of his presence. Mm -hmm. God is doesn't come with baggage like people do. In his presence, there's just joy. People come with crabbiness. They come with um, misunderstanding me, Mm, you know. They come with judginess. They come up with all kinds of things. 
but in his presence is joy because God is love. And he has none of that baggage that misinterprets me. He knows me and he loves me anyways, which is so amazing. So his heart is toward us, you know, and I think of um, another verse that I didn't choose, Zephaniah 317. He sings over us. Oh, I love that verse. (laughs) Being in his presence is what brings the joy. You know, mm, and I was thinking of a time, um, I was thinking, what, what's the time in my life of, you know, joy of presence? Mm. And this is a weird one, but my, my dad has always loved the night sky oh, yeah. and meteor showers. So atypical childhood, but my dad and mom would wake us kids up at two or three in the morning at the peak of, you know, a meteor shower. Yeah. They'd have all the lawn chairs out in the backyard so we could lay back. Oh. Mom would make the hot chocolate. Oh my goodness. And we so would cute. say, I see a falling star. You yeah. know, we'd watch all the <laughs> we'd watch it. And being alone outside at night alone mm. would not have been any fun at all. Mm. In fact, I don't look at meteor showers on my own because I don't find it fun. <laughs> but um the joy of being with my dad that kept it safe and my mom mm. that gave me hot chocolate, their presence, oh. um, their presence was why it was fun, right? right? Oh, that's such so a good example. God shows us the way of light and grants us the joy of his presence, mm. the spirit with us all the time. That's amazing. And that means that even the hard things are good things because he's there. Oh, that's a good so, one. I love that. Nice? Yeah. I love that verse. And I was thinking too, you said that he doesn't have baggage or anything. When we're having a hard time and I reach out to a friend and I just need that comfort or encouragement, I still have to go, well, how are you doing first before I pour out all my heart? So you still have to be mindful of what they're going through and kind of bear their burdens. But I can come to Jesus worn out and ragged and not be like, do you have anything I need to bear for you, Jesus? (laughs) (laughs) How is your day going, God? I can go, God, help me. (laughs) Yes, yes. And I don't have to be mindful of what. So that's really cool. We can come into his presence with no expectation of having to get more burdened. (laughs) Exactly so. Exactly so. So there is joy in his presence. joy. Oh, I like that one. All right, so I'm going to do Habakkuk 3, 17 through 18. Even though the fig trees have no blossoms and there are no grapes on the vines, even though the olive crop fails and the fields lie empty and barren, even though the flocks die in the fields and the cattle barns are empty, yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will be joyful in the God of my salvation. Man, (laughs) this is a cool passage because I think it strips away any notion that joy comes from anything else. There's no figs, there's no grapes, no olives, there's no, there's no sheep, there's no cattle. There's nothing that could give joy except for God. My, I will be joyful in the God of my salvation. Yeah. Because there's times in our life when we have nothing else to rely on, but we can always count on God and the joy of our salvation yes. Yes. to uphold yes. us. I just think that's really cool. It's beautiful. <laughs> so I think that if we're looking to God for our source of joy and not on our circumstances. I think back to COVID when we were all locked away in our homes. That was really difficult for people, people like you and I (laughs) to be isolated, but to still find joy in the presence of God and meeting with him Mm -hmm. and finding joy, not in our circumstances. Because if we looked Mm -hmm. to our circumstances, we would have been an absolute mess. Pretty bleak. And the days I did, I was an absolute mess, despair, you know, depression, all of those Mm -hmm. things. But when the days I looked to God, there was joy that didn't come from circumstances. Right. Because anything that, even if you do have 
grapes and figs in a barn full of cattle, it could be gone the next day in a fire. It sure could. a hailstorm. Mm-hmm. We cannot rely on these things. We can't. You're absolutely right. And there's a real theme song going on here. It's in the joy of the Lord, yeah. joy in your presence. Mm. I'm going to rejoice in you because I have absolutely nothing else. Mm. Yeah, yeah. It, this is our theme. That's why it's deep down. Yes. Oh, the joy of salvation. Right. And then that, that total knowledge of no matter what. I am his. Yes, I'm his forever. What joy does that bring? And guess what? It ends well. (laughs) It It ends well. Or it begins well. As C.S. Lewis would say, this is just the introduction. We haven't even gotten to chapter one. When we get to heaven, we open the book. Yay. Yay. (laughs) So, okay. Mine is John 15, 10 and 11. Jesus is speaking here. He says, when you obey my commandments, you remain in my love just as I obey my Father's commandments and remain in his love. I have told you these things so that you will be filled with my joy. Yes, your joy will overflow. Mm. Oh, my goodness. Why is he telling us to remain in his love? Because he wants us joyful. Mm. My God is interested in me having joy. Hmm. I think that is the coolest thing. He's commanding me in John 15 to abide, remain, stay close to him, humbly needy to him, doing things his way because that's where joy flows. Mm. So again, we've talked about this before. The commands are, are to make us happy yeah. because then we, we don't have all these regrets that come that otherwise. <laughs> you know, It's kind of like, um, imagine you're climbing a mountain mm-hmm. and you've got a really professional mountain guide who knows the best way up that mountain yeah. and knows the best summit, the safest place where the ledge isn't going to fall off and you're going to you know, drop to, <laughs> your, death, to your death, right? <laughs> That'd be good. And where you can watch the sunrise, okay. you know? So you can either obey the way the mountain guide tells you to go, mm-hmm. even though sometimes he might bring you in ways that don't look as nice, yeah. or you can say, oh, I can do it on my own. and not obey. And so what happens? Most likely, you don't get up the mountain because you get Mm. lost if Mm. you're not following the one that knows the way. Where's the joy? In obedience, on following that mountain guide and getting to the right summit and watching the sunrise over Mm. a mountain range. So when when Jesus says, remain in my love, and that's where the joy comes from, when he says, obey my commands, that's where the joy comes from. Mm. He's not joking. No. He's the experienced guide. Wow. And there's there's joy in the peace of knowing that you're putting your hope in him. Like, he will get you there. Yes. You don't have to have that unsettled, well, is it this route? Is it that way? Will I fall off the mountain? Or if they're following a guide that knows the way, there that joy is like, oh, a peacefulness. Yes. Like, okay, we'll get there. Yes. And the, and the happy expectation if we persevere, going mm. back to step. Yes. Surrender trust. Expect that sunrise persevere in that obedience (laughs) and there will be joy oh yes so i love that one (laughs) all right i'm gonna do hebrews 12 one through two therefore since we are surrounded by such a huge crowd of witnesses to the life of faith let us strip off every weight that slows us down especially the sin that so easily trips us up and let us run with endurance the race god has set before us we do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus, the champion who initiated and perfects our faith. Because of the joy awaiting him, he endured the cross, discarding, disregarding its shame. Now he is seated in the place of honor beside God's throne. So looking beyond 
climbing the mountain, (laughs) the brambles, the bushes, looking beyond the pain, the trials, and the struggles in this life, we will find our joy in remembering what is at the end of this long, hard journey. Yes. We're going to be with God forever. And thinking through how this manifests itself in our lives, like you've lost several grandchildren. Mm -hmm. I've lost a Mm -hmm. child, and I think Mm -hmm. that looking forward to meeting them in heaven, it adds such a sweetness to the journey on earth. Like someday I will see you again. Yes. It just makes heaven a little bit more real and a little bit more special. Mm-hmm. I know for mm-hmm. our family too, talk, my little one talks about it a lot because it was her twin. Yes. So she mentions and talk, what's he doing in heaven with Jesus? What's going on? And that just brings such joy to my heart, to my aching mama's heart and so much peace knowing that at the end, I will see you God and I will see him and everything will be wonderful. It's a wonderful thing. Yeah. This horrible journey. (laughs) Yes. Yes. And sometimes it is horrible. And Jesus endured the horrible for the joy set before him, which was us with him. Yeah. That's what brings Jesus joy. That blows me away. I know. (laughs) I don't know if I'd want to be with myself forever. So (laughs) it's just so stunning because he, Trinity, was complete without us. But what brought him joy? suffering to bring us with him so we could experience seeing the ones we lost and experience that sunrise that's beyond every sunrise we've ever seen. Oh my goodness, yes. Experience chapter one of a book that will go on forever. (laughs) So cool. Okay, last one. James 1, 2 to 3. I'd save the hardest for last. (laughs) Dear brothers and sisters, when troubles of any kind come your way, Consider it an opportunity for great joy. Mm. <laughs> for you know that when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. And you read that and you're like, uh, what if I don't really want my endurance to have a chance to grow? <laughs> Can I opt out of this verse? What, <laughs> what if that doesn't sound appealing to me, right? Yeah. But James is serious. Hey, when you have a chance to hone that endurance, mm. welcome it. Because somehow that matters. Hmm. It matters in how you live out your life. It matters the strength of your faith. It matters even the closeness you have with the Lord. Hmm. You know, and when I run to God in trouble, there's a strengthening of my faith that can't be found to the same degree in running to God when I'm happy. True. Is this a little bit harder to run to the one who could have fixed it and didn't? Mm -hmm. If God is sovereign and I have trouble, Mm -hmm. he allowed it. So when I still faithfully go to him and say, you know what, I am going to find joy in this trial because you allowed it for a good purpose, yeah. I, I am strengthening my faith, and that's important. Mm. It really is. Yeah. So, woo, that that's a, a toughie. One. It is. Yep, yep. And you probably, <laughs> it's kind of like Amy Carmichael's, oh, a chance to die. Oh, a trial. <laughs> I'm going to count it to joy. Right. Um, no, this is a maturing process. Yes, it might right? take a few of those trials, start yes. counting them as joy. Yes. <laughs> but there is joy in a trial there when is. we lean on him. Yeah. And there's a stunning sense of his presence. When we first, you know, dropped our $40,000 a year and didn't have any money when Ray was a Christian school teacher, I can't tell you the joy there was mm. in getting free freezers and pianos <laughs> and, and clothing and vacations. Yeah. It was astounding. Wow. I never would have had that. If I hadn't had the trial. Right. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. Yeah. So there's a lot of good that comes from it, even though nobody signs up for it. No. No, thank you. (laughs) So, okay. We've pretty much concluded that joy does not come from circumstances. It comes down from that deep down knowing that we're ultimately safe and fine 
watched over and protected, and the end of our lives is really the beginning of something amazing. So now is our time to get practical. We're going to look at how we can practice joy in our four areas of life. God, family, Christians, and unbelievers. I want to live it out, Nicole, and Mm -hmm. it's been a challenge for me to ask God how to do it with joy. (laughs) So let's start with God. How do you bring joy into your relationship with God? I it's kind of making quiet time fun. You taught me that actually, like finding like your spot, get your favorite snuggly blanket or get your favorite tea. Like don't make it a drudgery, but find joy in meeting with God. If it's being outside on your porch and hearing the birds twitter when you're meeting with Jesus, mm-hmm. find that place that it is a joy. Yes. In the beginning, sometimes it's hard to get to the quiet time until we are filled with the joy of the Lord. So before he becomes the reason we are running for quiet time, maybe make it a little fun before. <laughs> Absolutely. Exactly. And that's the whole point of a Sila day too. Yeah. It's a day dedicated to run away from every other responsibility, <laughs> walk, you know, a pretty path, yeah. sip tea, read a Christian book, pray, think, sleep, nap. Right. You know, it, it, and that's what Sabbath is too. Sabbath was not meant to be a chore. It's mm. a take a break. Yeah. And there's joy in that. There is, yeah. So when we Sabbath, when we quiet time, when we take a seal a day to be Mm. with God, we're we're enjoying His presence. We're not doing things for Him. We're just enjoying being with Him. Yeah. And um, it gets easier. And it's oh, it really does. fun. <laughs> oh, and I always come back so joy-filled with from sweet seal days. Oh, me too. Like quiet times are great; they get me uh-huh. through the day. But a sweet seal day, man. That can give you a week. That's some joy boost there, yep. <laughs> exactly so, exactly so. So, okay, so that's God. That's how we do it. I also thought singing. Oh, um, yeah. When I, when I burst into song, that's joyful and it's worshipful. It, so, is it song is a good song. one, too. It yeah. is. So, okay, how about family? How do you bring the fruit of joy into your family? Yeah, I know. Yeah. Us moms, we can often set the uh, attitude in the, in the house, can't we? Mm-hmm. So just recently, Ellie was really disappointed. She's my one that loves events and looks forward to things oh, so much. And yeah. when things don't happen, she's devastated. And so an event was canceled, and she was devastated. And she's just sitting there kind of and I kept trying to perk her up with a couple little things and she wasn't she wasn't said, perking she wasn't perking up so I said <laughs> Ellie let's pray about this like duh mom <laughs> let's pray I'm like let's tell God how disappointed we are good like, to bring that disappointment to him because I don't do that enough this was a God moment because I don't do this as, as I should and so uh-huh. we did we sat and we prayed and said God Ellie's so sad that she didn't get to do this like what can she find instead give her some joy to enjoy yeah. the rest of the day yeah. and she did she and her sisters found this great little thing they made a whole thing in the basement they made a whole village in the basement really mom come shop and sleep and play in our village and I'm like oh my basement it was just cleaned <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. Have fun. Sacrificial love. Yes. Out <laughs> in the real world. So yeah, I think that just bringing our disappointments to God. Yes. You know, and yes. just asking him for joy. I think that's great. I do. I do. I think that um, there's kind of twin things with mothering that I remembered brought joy to my family. One was rhythms, you know, yeah. the joy of, you know, every night we sing a song before bed mm. or um, every Christmas we make the gingerbread houses or yeah. every Easter we do this. Um, but then the breaking out of rhythm, like Ray and I do. I mean, one of our favorite things is ice cream for dinner. <laughs> no, one cannot have ice cream for dinner all the time for obvious reasons. Oh, yes. But, you know, we eat healthy, we eat healthy, we eat he- healthy. And then one of us will say to the other, oh, let's do ice cream for dinner. 
I love it. I know. It's such a simple, silly thing. And he has his cool maxima where we can have the, you know, the little sunroof down. Oh, and, yeah. And we crank up the music and we drive to Memories Ice Cream, which is oh. a 45-minute drive on windy roads where the oh, maxima takes the curves well. Nice. <laughs> and uh, we have the best time. Oh, how So fun. spontaneous weirdo things like ice cream for dinner yeah you know and and sometimes we need that we need Mm -hmm. to rhythm is good but um breaking out and doing something crazy is kind of fun too and and doing things like that with my ray who's very you know sort of rhythmic and everything it can be really fun if i choose things that he'd really like i love that oh that's fun so (laughs) yeah yeah okay how about christians how do we bring joy to fellow christians hmm Well, I think going back to next week about giving, last week's podcast about giving grace, I think that we can help our brothers and sisters in Christ to find joy when they're having struggles, you know, instead Mm -hmm. of beating them up, just coming alongside of them and maybe doing spontaneous fun things with them. (laughs) You know what? Really? Yeah. Yeah. Like I used to do, um, I used to have a Valentine's Day. I called it Valentine's Day and did it the day before Valentine's Day for some of my friends whose husbands kind of forgot about Valentine's Uh Day sometimes. And we just had fun together at my house. I would make some little scones and some coffee. We had little babies and we're all staying home. And we would just have a little thing together and just celebrate our friendship. And I think just looking for the people that are struggling, you know, and finding some ways to put some joy into their life. And that was a lot of fun for us. In a I tough agree. season. Yeah. 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 I think we need to look for the lonely ones and make time for them. Yeah. Yeah. I think yeah. so. And do fun things with them. Yeah. And listen to them. Yeah. And don't make them happy necessarily. Sometimes they need to be sad with you. But yes. but give opportunities for um, fun things to do. Right. I in like the midst it. of heart and I really like it. Times. You know, <clears throat> I was thinking, um, probably because a retreat is so much on my mind anyways. Oh, yeah. But a retreat is a way to give Christians a joy time. We're offering in September a refuge, you know, get away for the weekend, have awesome worship leaders. Oh my goodness. I love their harmony so much leading us in worship and, and sitting out under the stars and just belting out songs to God while we look at stars twinkle overhead and sitting by the lake and, and not having to wash dishes. Oh yeah. You know, I mean, (laughs) right there. There's so much joy in that. Just, (laughs) just right there. Not having to plan meals. Yes. You know, having one role, you know, Mm -hmm. in in normal life, a woman has so many roles. She's a daughter. She's a, a wife, you know, she might be a mama. She's an aunt. She's a neighbor. Mm-hmm. Well, you go to a retreat and you're daughter of the king. Wow. You know, it's yeah. just so retreats can be a way or special events can mm-hmm. be a way to bring joy oh, to, yeah. um, to Christian women. They certainly bring joy to me. Yeah, <laughs> me too. So that's awesome. And now how about non-believers? How do we bring joy into the lives of hmm. non-believers? I know this one, I think comes out more naturally, kind of in the way we just live our lives. You know, if we're sitting with Jesus, if we're with him and we're filled with that joy that comes from him, it's going to spill out naturally. And they're going to see it in our lives as we interact with them. And then they might ask, well, why are you so happy all the time? And then you can tell them, (laughs) this is not fake or natural, or this is from Jesus. So I think that maybe just sharing with them in alongside of that, not just always appearing joyful, but being honest with our struggles as well. Absolutely. Because when they yes. see the struggles and they see us say, but the joy of the Lord is my strength, despite my struggles, that's where I think it really connects. Mm-hmm. You I know, because we can appear to be happy in the smiling choir with cheeks that probably hurt from smiling so much. Yes. Because Jesus loves us. 
Um, he does love us and there's joy in him, but there's sorrow too. But in that sorrow, we find more joy, more right. capacity for joy, you know? Yes, absolutely. So I think being able to share that with, with non-Christians, just again, kind of doing life with them and letting them see you struggle and mm-hmm. go back to Jesus. Mm-hmm. I agree. I think it's real important that they, they see a real us. Yeah. You know, recently um, we had that windstorm and mm. Ray and I were in Florida, so we missed it. And uh, our neighbors were watching our house, but they didn't notice the roof, you know? Oh, yeah. They noticed that trees fell down and did not hit our house, which was great. Yes. <laughs> and one of our neighbors moved all the branches out of our front yard oh, for us, which was nice. awesome. Yeah. But um, what had happened to the roof was evidently the original roofer had left some nails off. So we basically had a, a roof with a mohawk. Oh, there was goodness. a section of the roof where the shingles are sitting straight up. Oh, my so, word. Um, so I just made it a joke, you know, because they felt so bad they hadn't told me like they could have done anything anyways. Right, right. And I'm like, it's got a mohawk. And we just <laughs> laughed about it. And, you know, but just just doing life together and yes. and and not, you know, I didn't make it a big deal. Mm. It was just kind of funny. <laughs> But you could have. I mean, you could have chosen to be offended that they didn't see that. And you could have, but you chose to make it fun and lighthearted and joyful. Right, right. So, but it was still a trouble. And I think Mm -hmm. we should show our troubles. Yeah. So, real important to know. So, there we go. All right. Well, let us pray Mm -hmm. about genuine joy, the deep down kind. Yes. um, Before we close. Lord, I thank you that there are so many scriptures that link joy with trouble. Father, you say in this world, we will have trouble, but be of good cheer. You've overcome it. So Father, I thank you so much that these two principles walk side by side. And I pray for those who feel anything but joyful today. Mm -hmm. And I ask that you would bring them comfort, that they would have the space to lament and cry, but that, that also deep down they would know that your presence never leaves them, that your love for them holds no matter how messy life gets, and that they can find joy there, deep down, knowing that the ending is good and you love them forever. Mm-hmm. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, I certainly enjoyed this episode and <laughs> hope you did too. We are not always going to feel joy. We know that. If you're going through a rough season, it's okay to grieve and lament. And certainly, when we're with others who are suffering, a false cheer-up can really hurt someone. But we hope that you will ask the Lord how to enable you to spread the deep-down kind of joy everywhere you go, as he leads this week as best you can. And I'm going to try to do the same. Next week is a very special one for the Sweet Sela Moments podcast. We will be airing our 100th episode We'll be exploring the Christian attribute of peace. We're calling episode 100, Unexplainable Peace. Because honestly, having peace in this messy world can only be explained by Jesus helping us. We'll look forward to the discussion as always and the 100th episode party that comes afterward. Until next time, we wish you that joy, joy, joy down deep in your heart. We are so glad you stopped for a while with us. The Sweet Sela Moments podcast is a cooperative production of Word Radio and Sweet Sela Ministries. More information about this podcast can be found at sweetsela.org. Thank you for joining us.